0: That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake up call for July 16th, 2021. The White Sox dropped the rubber match against the Los Angeles Angels on Thursday afternoon because they dropped the ball in multiple respects. They lost by a score of 9-3, and the game wasn't really that close. Reynaldo Lopez got torched, and the White Sox defense acted as an accelerant with errors physical and mental. The frustration culminated with Romy Gonzalez pitching and Jose Abreu coming out of the DH spot to play third because Mike Wright was ejected for plunking Shohei Otani with two outs and the bases empty in the bottom of the ninth. Warnings hadn't been issued, but the umpires determined it was retaliation for Angels pitchers drilling Abreu and Luis Robert in the opening game. Tony LaRusso was also ejected after arguing, and after the game he called the logic faulty and said Wright merely made a mistake. The problem was that Wright hadn't made just one mistake. He missed inside badly with three consecutive pitches, two of them directed squarely at Otani's legs, the second one got him in the calf, and Wright got the boot, probably fairly. It was an embarrassing end to an embarrassing game, although Gonzalez helped save face a little by striking out Max Stasi for the final out, so Abreu wasn't tested. The White Sox committed three errors, including two by Tim Anderson. One of them came in the Angels' five-run fourth that put the game out of reach, but you should really attribute it to Cesar Hernandez. Here's why. With runners on first and second and nobody out, Jared Walsh hit a hot one hopper to Anderson, who couldn't field it cleanly. The ball stayed in the air long enough that the runners initially froze, so even if Anderson couldn't get the double play, he had plenty of time for a force at second. He thought the same thing, except when he went to flip it that way, nobody was home. It's not that Hernandez was late. Hernandez didn't even make a move to cover second. By the time Anderson recalibrated the throw to first, he was late, the bases were loaded, and Jack Mayfield unloaded them with a double. Even that featured an error because Eloy Jimenez missed the cutoff man at third base, and the throw home deflected off the runner and away from the line Lopez backed up, allowing Mayfield to take third. The extra 90 feet didn't matter because Jose Rojas cleared the bases again with a two-run shot to make it a 7-0 game. The White Sox defense was sloppy all afternoon. There were numerous slow double play turns, Anderson committed a throwing error, and Jimenez missed a chance for a force at second with a slow break and indecision getting the ball into the infield yet it's hard to say the offense was any better. They scored three runs, but only after Alex Cobb left the game after five scoreless innings and after Los Angeles built a 9-0 lead. At least Abreu knocked in two of the runs with a single and a sack fly, giving him 109 RBIs in the season. Luis Roberts scored the other one with the flariest of flared singles. After two well-played games that resulted in a win and a loss, this one needed to be flushed before the White Sox hit the road. Fortunately, they're facing a Rangers team that just lost 3-4 to Houston, including a 12-1 loss on Thursday that was only the second-largest margin of defeat during the series. They're 19-37 in the second half and have been outscored by 94 runs. This is to say it's a good opportunity for Dylan Cease to get back on track as the White Sox play their first-ever games in Globe Life Field in Arlington. First pitch is at 7-10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Down in the farm, Birmingham and Kannapolis were rained out for a second straight day, so there are only four of six games to cover. The Charlotte Knights built a 6-0 lead after two innings, only to lose to the Durham Bulls 8-6. At least Cade McClure threw five innings of two-run ball, which is always a decent night at Truist Field. Mike Rodolfo was 0-3 with two walks, Blake Rutherford went 2-4 with a double, but Jake Berger was 0-5 for five with two strikeouts. The Winston-Salem Dash's 5-0 lead held up as they beat Asheville 5-2, Harvin Mendoza went 3-4, while Luis Mieses was 1-4 at the strikeouts. The White Sox-Arizona Complex League team lost the ACL Royals Blue Squad 3-2. to Colson Montgomery went two for fourth double after a couple days off, while Westcath was 0 for fourth through strikeouts. Christian Mena deserved better, as he allowed just one unearned run over four innings, racking up eight strikeouts against just one walk. And in the Dominican Summer League, the White Sox beat the Blue Jays 12-5, Manuel Guariman went 3-4 in his return to the lineup, and Victor Quezada came up a triple short of the cycle during a 3-5 day. Norge Vera was touched for a run over another four dominant innings, but it was unearned so his ERA remained zero. He allowed just a hit and a walk while striking out six. Around the league, with the Red Sox and Blue Jays both idle, the Yankees had a chance to gain sole possession of the first wildcard spot. Instead, they fell a half game out of the picture with a painful 3-2 loss to the lowly Orioles in 10 innings, even though Jordan Montgomery struck out 12 for them. Oakland also pulled within three games of the second spot by beating Kansas City 7-2. The Royals notched a moral victory, as Sal Perez hit his 45th homer to tie Johnny Bench for the most homers hit by a guy who served as a catcher in at least 75% of his games. As mentioned before, Houston embarrassed the Rangers 12-1, so they now hold a four-game edge for home field advantage over the White Sox in a potential ALDS matchup. On the National League side, the Padres beat the Giants and the Reds shut out the Pirates, so they both gained a half-game on the Cardinals, who were off. St. Louis holds the second spot by a half-game over San Diego, one game over Cincinnati, and two and a half games over the Phillies, who beat the Cubs 17-8 despite trailing 7-0 after three, thanks to a huge game from Bryce Harper. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake-Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game, the night on the farm, and who knows what else. I have some catching up to do after driving home to Nashville from Chicago. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to it wherever podcasts are found. And if you'd like to support what we do, you can do so at patreon.com soxmachine where you can get an ad-free site and show with bonus content on both for as little as $2 a month. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis.